BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. He is the former representative from the great state of Massachusetts who served as the chair of the House Financial Services Committee, was a leading co-sponsor of the 2010 Dodd-Frank Act. This is former Congressman Barney Frank. Congressman, thanks so much for coming back to the program. How is retirement treating you? Well, very good, Michael. I have uh, a, a, a good rule, which is uh, to have a bucket list, uh, but also I hope it's not considered uh, too, 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 too racy for the show, but I have a list that rhymes with bucket, and working out together, they, they do, they treat, I, I do very well with them. Hey, Congressman, it's Sirius XM. You could have said the fuck it list, and we'd all loved it. Well, it's, it's a better joke if you say... It's it's a rhyme because you give the audience a, a, a sense of participation. Okay, see that you're the man with the time. What what is on that list? I'm kind of curious. Like what what what's what remains to be effed for you? Well, a whole a whole lot of uh, uh, issues that I don't care about. One is just like frankly, um, uh, people I really don't like. When you're running for office, you can't be as uh, selective in who you decide you're going to you're going to deal with so i uh i i can discard them um and there are uh public policy topics that i can ignore um you know when you're a representative you do a lot of things for for constituents that are local um i have no moral obligation to deal with some of these local issues so i'm able to politely decline when people ask me so this is Barney Frank unplugged. That's what I'm hearing, and I'm loving it. I told the audience yes. a few minutes ago that you'd, you'd be coming up, and a, a fellow called Kevin from Ohio, and he said this relative to banking and what's going on in the world. Why is it okay to privatize profits but socialize losses? And I thought, that's a great question for Barney Frank, so I offer it to you. It is, but it's a misunderstanding of what's going on now. Um People who were investing in banks, that is, people who were owning banks to make money, are not profiting. Uh, we, because I'm in that, I was a shareholder, we're taking a loss. Uh, this is no bailout or, or support for the shareholders. The people who are being protected are people, and we were especially concerned about businesses, and I want a policy change here, people who were depositing their money in a bank and then 
would be victimized if that bank wasn't able to repay their deposits because the level of guarantee is so low. So, yeah, I agree. We shouldn't be doing that. In fact, I would, uh, I would privatize. I would, I would socialize profits even more by raising taxes. And that's generally what we've done. But in this situation, uh, people who, who lost money either as the top executives of banks or as investors will not be helped. They will, they will suffer their loss as we should. And therefore, I assume that you agree with the president's characterization, which is don't call this a bailout because investors and shareholders are going to get stung. And it's only the depositors. I shouldn't say only, but it's the depositors even north of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we're going to protect. Right. And, and it's especially we're protecting, frankly, the people who were dependent on the depositors. And I've said this back in 2008. You know, if you want to limit the uh, deposit guarantee for personal. So if somebody's got a million dollars in, in pocket cash, uh, I'm not as worried about them. They can find other ways to protect it. But if you're a business with an obligation of uh, millions or tens of millions of payroll, what are you supposed to do? Uh, you can't invest that in securities and then, and then meet a payroll. And we felt that many of us back in 2010, we lost because here's the, the dirty little secret. The biggest banks, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, et cetera, they don't mind when people feel nervous about the larger deposits because in that case, and that's what happened to us and other banks, people say, well, you know, it's not legally guaranteed at J.P. Morgan Chase, but it's probably going to be safer there. So you get, and that's what caused our problem, a run on the banks generated by that. So what we're talking about is guaranteeing business deposits so that businesses that have payroll and other obligations will be able to meet them, at least, say, for a couple of months until they can make other arrangements. I think this audience knows, but I should make clear that when you say our, you're referring to Signature Bank. Yes, you're talking about your experience with Signature as, as a board member. Uh, right. And, but I, it's a position that I had before I ever heard of Signature Bank. In 2008, the Federal Reserve said they would guarantee business accounts above the, it was then $100,000, um, and to, to, to make sure that we didn't get uh, too much of a domino effect. And then many of us on, on the House side, being sensitive to workers' interests and payroll uh, capacity wanted to extend that, but we lost out to a combination of philosophical objections and the influence of the biggest banks that wanted to have a competitive advantage by there being a low guarantee. And uh, so, what they announced on Monday was that they're going to go back to guaranteeing larger deposits. I think the law should now be changed so that larger deposits are guaranteed, not unlimited, but if a business should be able to have guarantee on an amount to carry two months' worth of business to pay vendors, to pay workers, et cetera. And uh, I hope that will be made a permanent change in the legislation. It's something I wanted to do 12 years ago. So, Congressman, you would you would treat an individual. If I were so fortunate as to have more than 250 in any one particular bank, I wouldn't get that same treatment as what no, you're proposing a business reason. would. Right. For this reason, first of all, um, uh, we're not. You, you, there aren't all these other people dependent upon you. Maybe your family. Uh, secondly, um, individuals. You know, you can't split it up and go into several banks. So, if you've got eight or nine hundred thousand dollars, you can go into three banks. 
Right. But if you've got a payroll of uh, tens of millions, you can't go into it's imprudent to say you have to go into that many other banks. And again, if you've got uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars or million dollars, there are other things you you're not meeting a payroll on a weekly basis. You could put it into other investments that are not as liquid. It's only businesses which I think have the absolute legitimate need to be able to access large amounts of cash very quickly. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. This is former Congressman Barney Frank. Everything that I know about a run on a bank, I learned from watching Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, the Frank Capra movie many, many years ago. I don't know if you remember the scene, but no, no bank can sustain a run, right? I mean, the whole point here is, okay, so everybody's money is tied up in other places. So here's the question I most wanted to ask you. It seems to me that the objective now is to, to quote the Brits, keep calm and carry on, just not foster an atmosphere where people are pulling money out of one bank, whether it's Signature or SVB or, or any other. When the message goes out that depositors are going to be protected north of $250,000, what message are we sending? Is it a message that says, whew, the government will protect us, or, 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 or Congressman, does a person say, well, they can't do that for everybody, therefore I better go move my money to a bigger bank? No, that's what happens if there's no guarantee. If you were to make it what they did in 2008 and what they're doing now as a temporary measure, yeah, the, 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 the outflows have already slowed down significantly. And if you change the law, by the way, 
one of the things that happened under Franklin Roosevelt is that the deposit guarantee came in in the first place. It, it wasn't there for Jimmy Stewart. Um, it came in, <laughs> you know, in, in, in those days. Um, it came in later. Uh, and $100,000, it was originally, I think, $25,000. Um, one of the things that's made it worse is the ease through the Internet and through which you can do those withdrawals. You know, you don't have to go down in the bank now and stand in line and, 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 and uh, ask for, for a check. Um, but I do believe, and I think it's already happening, the announcement that your deposits will be guaranteed up to a much higher level, then there's no incentive to withdraw. Why would you, why would you withdraw if you, you have a good relationship with that bank and you think the, the bank is okay? Now, if it looked like the bank was in serious trouble, you might think, well, maybe I should get out of it. But if your deposit is protected, the, the incentive for a run on the bank is entirely that your deposits will be unprotected and protecting them just takes away 100% of the reason for the run. You were page one above the fold of the Times the other day. Uh, Here's the opening paragraph. In the spring of 2018, President Donald J. Trump signed a law that watered down the landmark regulatory reform act that his predecessor had enacted after the global financial crisis. The changes won a surprising supporter, the liberal former congressman Barney Frank. Explain. Yeah, in fact, I just sent a letter to the Times to correct an omission there. Um, what they are talking about was my support for raising the level at which there is heightened scrutiny of uh, banks from a $50 billion asset level. I preferred 125. Uh, what they, uh, the inference was that I was influenced by the fact that Signature Bank would, would benefit from that. In fact, we did $50 billion in 2010. We were doing a whole lot of important decisions. We didn't have a chance to do that one as thoughtfully as I would like. By 2012, I had decided that the $50 billion unindexed was too low. By the way, if $50 billion was a good number in 2010, it certainly isn't a good number 13 years later with all of the increases, et cetera. So I took the position beginning in 2012 and publicly in speeches in 2013 that we should raise the limit. Um, the bank, that article also notes that Signature Bank, in which I became a board member, benefited. What they didn't say, and what I wrote in a letter that I just, literally just sent off to them is, yeah, but when I decided that I supported a higher level, it was to uh, $125 billion. I had never even heard of Signature Bank. So the inference that I did this, and I was influenced by being on the bank, is wrong. Secondly, I continue to believe that that was right. Treating a $50 billion bank the same as a $2 trillion bank, I think, puts too much burden in a regulatory way on the smaller bank. And here's the key point. What that law did was to reduce the reporting requirements. It did not in any way reduce the power that the regulator had. It did say they didn't have to be as systematic in in looking at the bank, but it did not reduce any of the powers. And the point I make now, having looked at this, I cannot see any suggestion that the uh, result of that law was part of the reason for these failures. I don't think that uh, uh, that was the case. And here's my final argument on that. The entity that decided to shut our bank down, Signature Bank, was not a federal regulator. It was the state of New York, the uh, Division of Financial Services. 
and they were totally unaffected by the law in 2018. They, they, that affected federal regulators. And so whatever led the uh, New York state regulator to shut us down, they had all the power to do that in 2016 and 18 and, 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 and 20. And again, nobody showed me any causal link where the inability to, uh, but what it said was you had to prepare a living will in case you were dying. You had to undergo more stress tests. It did not, and I want to finally end this, that law did not diminish in any way the power of the federal regulators to order actions by the bank. It did reduce the, uh, the extent to which they monitored what was going on, but that was not a problem in this case. There was nothing, I think, that uh, it missed. As I maybe said, three weeks ago, I was at a board meeting of our bank with all the regulators, state and federal. And at that point, they said nothing that suggested there was a crisis. It all was the result of the run. Help me understand the timeline then, because I thought the Times reported you were seven plus years on that board and their reference was the spring of 2018. So were you right. when you I say I hadn't yet 2015, I went on the board in 2015. I spoke, for example, at the Chicago Federal Reserve Conference in 2013 advocating the change. I see. And so the impl- and by the way, do you think that they were deliberately saying Barney Frank did this so as to benefit himself and Signature Bank? Because that was the implication were, I was left they with. That inference, they were allowing that inference to be drawn. I mean, they said two true things. I was for raising the limit and Signature Bank benefited. They neglected to say that more than two years intervened and that when I said raising the limit, um, I was I never even heard of Signature Bank. Uh, and that's what I wrote in the letter. And by the way, I, I know I was there. The $50 billion was somewhat – well, any number is arbitrary, you know, when you're setting a limit. And I know that we did not really give that a great deal of thought. And it also struck me, look, any number that you give should at least be indexed. But uh, I, as I said, I decided on the merits that we'd been a little too low, uh, too low and that we should go – I said 125 Congress went beyond what I would have recommended to 250, and I didn't. I didn't like that. But but uh, the Times was clearly, at the least, I think, uh, irresponsible in letting. It was perfectly natural to draw the inference that I did this because I uh, was trying to help Signature Bank. When, as I said, when I made the decision in my mind that 50 was too low, I'd never even heard of Signature Bank. Before you leave me, will Barney Frank tell me is is this yet another issue that's going to be? emblematic of the partisan divide that Republicans are going to have one story, Democrats are going to have another story, and the public is going to be mystified somewhere in between? I hope not. Um, it's interesting that uh, the senior, the Republican chairman of the House Financial Services Committee, who's a very responsible guy, uh, Patrick McHenry, uh, has not made it a, a part of the thing. I, I disagreed with uh, my senator, well, my former senator, I'm a mainer now, Elizabeth Warren and and President Biden, who blamed the 2018 law. Although, by the way, there was a large Democratic vote for that, about 17, right? In the Senate, I think, 17? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm mistaken. I uh, I don't know. I disagree with with them that that was uh, the result of that uh, deregulation. Other than that, I hope what we will get, and this is the most important, going forward, this is the key. I believe we have to get rid of that $250,000 limit with regard to businesses and have a 
joint effort to raise that limit, not for everybody, but for, you know, to be able to keep businesses in business. A couple of months, I think, is, is the case. And I, that'll be a test. Will we see uh, bipartisan cooperation to put in a, a limit? We've done that temporarily twice now in terms of crisis. I think after you've t- twice had to do something to deal with a crisis, you ought to get the point that it's something you should do on an ongoing basis so you don't have a crisis. Congressman, I'm really appreciative of your time. No, no one I'd rather speak to on, on this subject today than you, so thank you, sir. All right, Michael, call me again when we can talk about a happier topic. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. Maybe it'll be lobster. Remember I don't know. My, remember my second list when you retire. Oh, yes. I, I, hey, I have one of those already, and I'm not retired. <laughs> Just, oh, you're good. not on it. I, That's a good thing. I, I could get that. Thank you. Thanks, Congressman. There you go. Congressman Barney Frank. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. There was a lot of material offered there. And Hurry. yet, the thing we're going to remember most, <laughs> the bucket list oh, man. and the list that rhymes uh, with He's right. I shouldn't have said it because it, it's, it's more effective when you don't. He's fabulous. It rhymes with this. Yeah. He was right. I was wrong. Uh, pardon my, my indiscretion. Uh, Paul, Rome, Georgia. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Yeah, Barney Frank's comments were right in line with what the president said a couple of days ago about a G20 meeting. They signed a treaty in 2014 that they'd have bail-ins from here on out where when there's a run on the bank, the stockholders of the bank and the board members are the ones that pay the price for it, but not the uh, not the customers. And I think the reason they did that is to try to 
workers. I think part of if the president doesn't follow that treaty, then that's just going to cause people not to want to use the dollar as a world currency reserve. So the, the issue, of, look, the the issue is, and 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 Barney Frank former chair of the banking committee, obviously has a lot more sophistication and knowledge than I do on this subject. But one thing I understand, and he concurred, is that government policy has to has to be operating with a goal of of giving people confidence because no bank can sustain a run. And and he didn't really agree with my dual way of looking at the message of when you protect people north of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm trying to process how would we implement his plan that businesses would have enough protection to meet two months worth of payroll, but that's not something we're going to give to individuals. Do you have a reaction to that, by the way? Well, I'm a business owner, and uh, I like what he said. (laughs) He's right. When I I said to him, a paycheck is going to be hell to pay. Right. And when I said to him, he had a good response, because when I said to him, well, wait a minute, if I'm an individual who has that kind of scratch, why am I not getting that level of protection? And he said, well, you can go open three different banks with 900,000, you know, 300 each or whatever the number might be. He said, but a business person, that's going to be impractical because they want to consolidate their banking. I get it. And and, and make it much more, uh, much easier to meet payroll and their expenses. It made it made more sense the way that he expressed it than the way I've just expressed it. Ryan, really quick, I'm up against the clock. You most wanted to say what? I wanted to call you out, old man, for not talking about the most important issue of the day. Yes. Your oh. birthday. <laughs> I thought you I thought happy you meant birthday, that they were brother. Uh, thank you. I'm happy to make it this far in the program without addressing it, not because I, I don't want to address it, but thank only you, because. Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. That's awfully nice. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We were, I, we were told not to say anything, so well, I'm very I, I glad want, that I Ryan didn't, snuck I didn't in want here. The, I didn't want the program to become everyone feeling obligated to say happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. So thank you, TC. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everybody. I, I do appreciate it. I see the online acknowledgments, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for them. I'm really grateful for them. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.